With so much discontent around Chicago Bulls Nation, you have many Bulls fans that want to see the Chicago Bulls and hope to see the Chicago Bulls blow it up, tank, do all these things. I'm going to tell you why tanking generally does not work and why either way it's not coming for the Chicago Bulls team. We're also going to talk about some more of the just rumors surrounding the Chicago Bulls and dive into the mailbag again on Monday. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's get into it. We had an interesting conversation over on Locked on Bulls today, and that was one surrounding tank, right? And the concept of that. And you will hear a lot of that in uh, amongst Chicago Bulls fans. You'll see it in the comments, sure, of this video and almost any video of your favorite Bulls content creator. If you go and check it out, you're going to see at least one to two people, if not more, say, hey, the Bulls should blow it all up. The Bulls should go total rebuild. The Bulls should do all these things, right? And I want to be clear here is that there is a very different thing between going going rebuild and tanking right so let me be clear for those that say we want to see the bulls rebuild right rebuilding happens gradually over time and to go full rebuild you you wait until you have another piece to build around in many cases and then you move on from the pieces that you had or maybe some of the pillars you had of that team prior to that point and you rebuild around something new right whereas tanking is a team that just trades any basically player that they have that's nearly good, and they try literally try to force themselves to bottom out and to get as high in the in the in the draft lottery as they can, right? And I think when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers and just what they've been through, yes, they got an MVP, and shout out to them for that and having Joel Embiid as a piece to build around. But that team tanked hard. For at least Hinky's run, which was four years straight, four years of some of the worst basketball people have ever seen. The team losing money, right? And all you got out of it, between drafting Jaleel Okafor, Michael Carter-Williams, Nerlens Noel, I'm sure I'm missing a couple of names in there. You got one, and that was Joel Embiid out of that, right? And so when you see a team like that, they've never been to a conference finals, never made it past the second round of the playoffs, if I'm not sure, tanking generally doesn't work. If you really look at the history of the NBA, right, and I'm, I'm going to go back to a certain team, and then we're going to talk about it going forward. The only teams to actually get a title out of tanking were the Houston Rockets, if you can label that, with Hakeem, right? The Cleveland Cavaliers, you can kind of put on that list as well, even though LeBron had to leave and come back for them to win a title, right? And even then, when he did leave, they got more years of, they got other first-round picks, and, and Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins, who they ended up trading, to go and get Kevin Love to then really help that team be able to win a title when LeBron came back from winning titles with Miami. And then there is the San Antonio Spurs, right? I don't count the Spurs as a team that tanked because their best player got hurt, and then they got a high pick in in Tim Duncan and were able to really build off of that for years and years to come. But I don't necessarily see that as a team that tanked personally just because that team had their best player not gotten hurt they would have absolutely been trying to compete. I look at tanking as a predetermined thing when you come into the season with the way that you've constructed your roster, you're trying to be bad. That wasn't the Spurs to me, but I'll give you that. And shout out to Ricky, uh, my brother. I, I will give you 
that if you put the Spurs on that list. That's three teams in almost 40 years. Tanking generally does not work and is not a strategy that usually goes to succeeding and getting pretty far, right? To winning a title, if the thing and the goal is winning a title, is to getting as close to winning a title as possible. Tanking generally has not worked that. Even if you look at our own history, the Chicago Bulls, we weren't tanking when we got Derrick Rose. Not at all. We weren't tanking when we got Jimmy Butler, which we, as far, especially as low as we got him, drafting and developing well has to be your first key. And then on top of that, if you just are a naturally bad team, which the Chicago Bulls were a mediocre team for years when they got Derrick Rose, ended up bringing in Derrick Rose to a situation to where they had a pretty solid roster, was able to go right to the playoffs in his rookie year, ride that out for a little while, and then naturally go and try to build a great team around Derrick Rose when they went out, got Corver Boozer, all those other players, and then still drafted well or got lucky, however you want to look at it, and getting Jimmy Butler, who then helped push them a little bit further going forward after that. I understand that tanking makes you feel better because it makes you feel like, hey, at least I know that this team is trying to be bad. But tanking generally to just try to bottom out has not really yielded the success if we're talking about getting to the ultimate goal. You can get some good players, but getting to the ultimate goal because when you tank, you're devaluing your franchise. You're devaluing, uh, A, your players by not teaching them how to win. Part of, you know, we weren't tanking, but Zach Levine being not in a good place, some of it's on him, but he never has been on winning teams, right? And and guard packs, they were just bad at drafting, right? And some could say, were we tanking at that point in time? I just look at it as being bad team. But that's why it has to coincide with being naturally just wherever you go, your natural conclusion of your season, paired with being able to be to draft well and having a smart office that the smart front office that scouts and drafts really well. Now there are things and reasons to be concerned about either one of those things with the Chicago Bulls because if you look at AK's draft history with the Bulls, it's looking real spotty there, young man. Right? We don't know what we have in Dalen Terry. Um, you know, Patrick Williams right now has not shown up in the way at all that we have expected him to develop up until this point. I've talked many times about what goes into that. I would assume we had a pretty solid year, but again, as a second-round pick, you're not really looking at a second-round pick initially when you draft them to come in and be great, but he, he had a really solid rookie season, a really bad second year. Still looking at that. Dalen Terry, we haven't gotten a look at really at all at the NBA level to know what we have in him either. So it, there, there's questions enough around that to then say, well, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like AK is going to draft well. Okay, that is valid, very valid. Overall, looking at the Chicago Bulls team as we move forward to get closer to the draft lottery and the mindset around tanking, right? And the mindset around blow it all up. It's not coming. Whether we, you, me, whoever wants it, it's not coming. That's why you hear things like reshape. That's why you hear things like retool because those are way more realistic things than what we are going to do. And I under, like I said, I understand where a lot of Bulls fans' minds sit on the desire to just go ahead and blow this all up because we have a roster that looks bleak right now. And so that's fair. Nobody can take away from that. But tanking is not the way to go, and it's not coming. AK has already said that, right? It's not on their minds. And so that, therefore, it is not coming. Now, we got some bad contracts we need to get off of. Lonzo Ball, especially if he's not going to play basketball, right? We got some pieces of this roster that don't naturally look like they may fit together. We got to figure that out. We got to find a way to, to motivate maybe and, and to help jumpstart the development of some of our younger players that have some promise, but we haven't either seen it consistently or in the case of Dalen Terry, haven't gotten to see it really at all. We have to get those type of things together and, 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 and figure out that aspect of this basketball club. 
And until we do that, we're always going to be in that purgatory area of middle of the pack. And I know it sucks, right? I know it sucks. We are in a place that no franchise wants to be in for longer than, you know, you can be middle of the pack for maybe a year, maybe two, right? But you, you want to eventually be having at least some progression that shows you may be getting out of that. And this offseason, we've already talked about it, is probably going to be the offseason that unless we do get one of the, a top four pick coming up in this Tuesday's draft, it's not looking very clear or, or, or hopeful that we're going to come out of it this upcoming season either. We'll see. We'll see. And, and to really go into that next is that the draft lottery is coming. It's tomorrow. I'm excited for it. We'll be live for it both on here and over at Bleacher Report. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. It's still crazy to me that I can literally sit there and say I will be live on Bleacher Report. By the way, also will be live on Bleacher Report doing some fantasy trades, which that's what they asked me to do over on Bleacher Report today at 12 um, at noon Eastern time, 11 uh, a.m. Central time. So be tuned in for that. It'll still be on the page even if it's not live. So tune in and make sure you guys check that out as well. But overall, this Bulls team sits in a place where we have a lot of hope around what can happen with this draft. And I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting the Bulls to be able to hold on to a top four pick. I think it's way more likely that if we get into this draft, it's going to come via getting that New York pick from Portland or some type of permutation in the deal with Portland. But oh, And that, that won't happen until draft day, so keep that in mind. Even if we do trade in, it won't be until draft day that that happens. So be on the lookout for that. I mean, maybe a reason to tune into a draft if you're a Bulls fan thinking about tuning out. But so, so much right now, really, as far as the Bulls maybe being able to jumpstart their progression, falls on the hope of falling in that top four in this upcoming NBA draft. You got talent there. You got Victor. Of course, you got Wimby. You got, you got Miller. You got the Thompson Twins. Those are really the players that one of those players are going top four. Scoot. I forgot Scoot. Those are the players that are going top five when, you, when you're going around there. And if the Bulls get lucky to fall anywhere from one through four, they can get a heck of a talent either being on the wing, a, ch- a game-changing center, or a point guard, which we clearly need on this team as well. So looking at those things for this team and this squad, it, it, like, yeah, I'm hopeful. I just, I'm doubtful if it's going to happen. And so, you know, I, I understand that, but, you know, we'll see. And we'll be live for the draft to see what's going to happen. Now, you know, we've talked about it over the course of the weekend on our mailbag episodes. You guys have asked about it. So many questions about pool, Aiton, can the Bulls get involved in this deal? Can the Bulls get involved in that deal? And so, realistically, I don't think either deal is happening. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are getting wrapped up and we're getting in conversations about, oh, uh, you know, well, Wimby could, I mean, not Wimby, sorry, Wimby could bring, he would definitely draft Wimby. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Uh, but that Aiden can bring this. Aiden can bring that. Aiden can bring this, right? And I just, here's the thing. Unless somehow the Chicago Bulls are, are con- going to convince a team to take Lonzo Ball's contract, I just don't think a major deal is coming. We talked yesterday the Bulls are looking to 
possibly reshape their roster around Zach Levine, which may include either letting Vooch walk or trading DeMar DeRozan. But when that's all said and done, unless it's one of those deals, I don't see a lot of major change coming. And even if you let Vooch walk, you're not getting true cap space in that case. And even if you force a signing trade, you're usually not getting anything major back in signing trades. So that's probably not coming either. Um, DeMar, I don't think DeMar nets you a whole lot back uh, as far as like completely reshaping a roster. He points you in that direction. But we'll see what ultimately happens with this Bulls team. Um, again, I don't think Poole's coming for the reasons that I that I laid out. Poole, maybe who can bring some things, but I just don't see the Bulls attaching themselves. And keep in mind, that, that's one of the biggest things to hear, is that the Bulls are a team that likes to avoid the luxury tax. And trading for either Aiton or Poole's deals make, doesn't mean that it necessarily pushes you right into the luxury tax, but it makes avoiding it, if, this deal, if those deals do not work, extremely hard. And that's why I think the Bulls don't necessarily go in that direction. But, hey, we'll see. But since we had so much overflow, which we still got some, we got two text messages as well that I'm not going to get into today, so be on the lookout for that over the course of the week. But we got two voicemails today. We're going to go ahead and play the first one now. Hey, what's going on? Hey, it's your boy Big Go calling in again. Great uh, episode today. We got done listening. Uh, I heard somebody mention uh, DeRozan for Clay. Uh, man, that, that's a good – NBA 2K trade, that, that should have never happened, man. <laughs> These guys got to really think about this, man. You know what I mean? If you see how the Lakers was loading up on Curry and Clay, like leaving Gary Payton and Draymond and Looney, like, so wide open, they can shoot practice shots. Like, what what do you think they would do to DeMar DeRozan? Like, go to state, if they ever trade Clay, it won't be for DeMar DeRozan ever. In this life, the next life, or the life after that, man, it, it's not happening. But if you're looking for a tra- trade for DeMar DeRozan and you want shooters, you got to look at a team like Atlanta. You got to look at a Bogdanovich. You know, they got some young guys over there. You got Adrian Griffin's son. I forgot his first name. But, you know, if you're trading DeMar, you're not going to get a player of cal- uh, uh, plays caliber. You're not even, even going to get anybody close to that as far as his shooting ability. But you can get better shooters. So you're going to be looking at Sacramento – you're going to be looking at the Atlantas of the world where you're going to be pulling in two three good, two or three really good rotational players. I really hardly doubt you're going to get one solid player that's going to be equal or better than DeMar DeRozan. And that's okay if you can get the right shooters and the right compensation back for him if the Bulls indeed uh, want to move uh, on uh, from DeMar DeRozan. So, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that ain't happening, man. People got to be logical. But, um... Yeah, great, great, great show. Um, you know, uh, I'm really excited for the the draft. I know you, uh, your last episode you talked about if the Bulls should um, keep the pick or not. Um, if you get Wimby, I would love to have Scooter Wimby, but you hit it on it before. Um, you know, can you trust Billy Donovan to – you know, develop young guys, and that's the question. But the thing is, too, you know, we, you know, a lot of us agree is if Billy Donovan the guy for the job, but do the internal front office believe that? In their mind, they believe Billy's the guy for the job. So when you talk about the DeAndre Aydens and you talk about Jordan Poole's and you talk about some of these uh, guys that may be out there and available, you got to think about it from the board's perspective and not our perspective. So they may make moves that we might not want to see because they believe Billy, they believe in Billy. I just say it like that. So, yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, 
I'll be listening and uh, you know, keep keep doing your thing. Go go Bulls. All right, Big O. Uh, bring it up, Demar, uh, for Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's definitely a two K trade. Um, as far as trading Demar, doesn't have to be for players that are of the. It's, and it's not going to be. When, usually when you're trading, you're not getting back equal value back. Like, as far as initially, you're not going to get back a player that's just going to come in, fit right in, play better than DeMar DeRozan that we're going to get for DeMar without giving up any of our own picks or anything like that. If you're moving DeMar, it's probably more so for depth. It's probably more for complementary pieces to what Zach Levine does unless we just get lucky. Like I said, even a trade, if you're including Ty, Tyus Jones or, or something like that, um, it's still, that's a complementary piece. Like, Tyus Jones isn't a superstar and neither is DeMar at this point, but you're not getting back that one-for-one value. That's not coming more more times than not. And I think that if you do end up making that move, right, uh, and what you get back, I already can see some bullshit. Oh, well, we lost this trade because of X, Y, Z. But it's more so about the flexibility it brings as well and taking advantage of DeMar DeRozan's value, the contract value, if nothing else, before DeMar has a chance to walk for nothing, right? That's really what it's about. But as far as the front office believing in Billy, that you're spot on, right? Regardless of how we feel as fans, this front office, this ownership group, whichever one it is, believes fully in head coach Billy Donovan. I have my own issues with that, as I know you guys should and 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 do as well. But when it comes down to it, this is the guy that they bet on. And when you see coaches like Monty Williams, Coach Bud, uh, all these Nick Nurse, all these guys fired, and Billy Donovan got a secret extension, it sucks, right? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't make you feel positive about this team. But Billy's their guy, and they're riding out with Billy for the foreseeable future, and I guess we'll see what that future brings for the Chicago Bulls. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Steph. Yeah, this is uh, Steph. I just wanted to kind of get my opinion in. Um, I know you had did a mailbag um, a day or so ago about who should go, who should stay with the Chicago Bulls. Listen, I am in no means got the mindset to try to figure this thing out with the Bulls. A lot of rumors are going around that Aiden may be a possible target for the Bulls, Clay Thompson, or Jordan Poole. Um, and my thing is, with the Bulls, we just need some definite pieces to the puzzle to help this team be in that conversation once again where, you know, they can be talked about because the Bulls really haven't been talked about for the longest as far as being able to be one of those teams that can make deep playoff runs and things of that nature. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, we need some type of rim protector, shot blocker, uh, a big that can potentially alter shots or give players second thoughts about driving and coming into the hole because I have seen on so many of the games that the Bulls have lost that they got beat so many times where players were just literally driving to the basket and laying the ball up. Um, and so if we can get at least some type of big man to where he don't have to necessarily be a shot blocker or whatever, but just some type of rim protector, that, again, that will give a person a second thought of trying to come in and, and score them easy baskets on drives to the hoop. Now, as far as whether DeMar should go or Levine should go or they should stay, I, I don't even have the answer. I don't even have the, the mindset to say who I think would be a better fit if they stayed here or if they left. So um, that's pretty much my intake on it. So Great, insightful, thorough voicemail from Steph there. Thank you so much for leaving that for us. 
Um, the Bulls getting into that area of being in the conversation of deep playoff runs. We got a long way to go there, brother. And I know that a lot of Bulls fans, and I've talked about it as well, like we think, or, and there's, there's a way to convince yourself that we're not, out, not as far off as what, you know, some of the common thought is, right? If you bring in the right pieces, if we have a starting caliber point guard for the whole season, how differently do we look if we had like Pat Bev, who, yeah, hurt us absolutely in, that, in the playing games and in some games for sure. But we can, we can say that the team kind of fit a little bit better when you had a point guard that believed in, in and ran Billy Donovan's system well, right? So there's something to be said with that. But overall, the Bulls are a long ways off, and we do need to get back in that area of being part of that conversation of teams that you just kind of have locked in to make a play, play in spot. Not, not play in, play off spot. I'm sorry. And, you know, the Bulls are far from that. And where we sit right now with everything going on around Bulls Nation, around this team, around ownership, around the luxury tax, around Lonzo Ball's contract, there are so many questions. And to your point, right, and you did a commendable job of trying to come up with things, but I'll tell you this, I don't envy this situation AK's in at all. I don't. Now, some of it is of his own making and his own doing. So let me be clear there. If anybody should have to shoulder it, it's him and Mark Eversley because they're a part of the reason why we got here. But, hey, I don't envy it at all. Um, I, I don't. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be ugly at times. And it's not as clear as what, you know, a lot of GMs would want it to be. Now, I do think that getting a top four pick can absolutely make it a little bit clearer as far as the way that you need to go with the roster. But like I said before, I don't believe that that's necessarily coming, but I guess we'll see. But that's my time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard on today's episode, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.